Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. And in today's episode, we're going to take a step back away from cybersecurity, but we're going to talk about a related topic. We're talking about money, finances. So what I want to do today is break down some math. So I had someone recently mention, you know, I'm big on uh, building secondary income streams or multiple income streams, uh, as well as entrepreneurship. And so I try to encourage and empower a lot of people to sort of get that financial freedom, right? A lot of people in America are living paycheck to paycheck, whether they want to show that on the outside or not, they are doing that. And so multiple streams of income, a couple of things that it does for you. Number one, of course, if you lose your job, you still got money coming in, right? Whether it's the equivalent of your job, uh, your salary and stuff like that, or if it's just sort of a couple thousand a month or so to, to give you something until you find that next job. Uh, the other benefit of that is, you know, of course, you can take more trips, right? You can do the things you want. You can buy things that you want because you've got all these income streams coming in. So that's my whole speech on why you should have multiple streams of income. But let's talk some numbers. So this particular individual was making $120,000 base salary. And so in cybersecurity industry, for those that don't know anything about this type of stuff, uh, that that is a salary that a lot of people get depending on their particular job role. Some job roles obviously pay quite a bit less than that. Uh, other ones pay more than that, but that's sort of a generalized range for many people, especially the more senior they are. That's sort of a base range. So this person's whole statement was, hey, I can't replace my salary, right? I can't replace this annual salary. They're like, there's no way I can do this. You know, it's $120,000 base. There's no way I can replace that. So what I wanted to do is just break that down into math with just a couple of examples. And I actually did a, a recent LinkedIn post on this with these examples I'm going to talk about. So let's take that $120,000 a year base. Now we're going to skip taxes and all that stuff for this conversation because when you're an employee, your employer automatically takes all those taxes and you don't have to pay things like the self-employment tax, right? When you're a business owner, you may have to pay the self-employment tax. You may have employees that you have to pay tax for, et cetera, et cetera. So just keep that in mind. We're going to talk about this from the angle of if you were somebody that didn't have to pay any taxes at all, right? Which we know in America, that's not any of us, but just for the math purposes, let's just focus on the actual numbers here and not, oh, what about taxes? What about this? What about that? So $120,000 base, all we have to do, and I really, this is why I want to break this down for you. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's going to take work, right? You can't sit on the, the couch just chilling and think that you're going to make this type of money by selling things. It doesn't happen. You've got to put in the work, but let's break down these numbers. $120,000 base a $40 product, you sell that to 3,000 people in a year, there's your $120,000. Again, we're not talking about taxes or anything coming out of that. That's just, you just made $120,000. 3,000 people. How many people are on planet Earth right now, right? Think about that. You put up something online, you sell $40 of whatever that is, book, a online course, whatever. You sell that to just 3,000 people over the course of a year, You've got $120,000. You just replaced your annual salary, right? Let's take a different concept. Let's say, all right, well, you know what? 3,000 people is, 
is a lot for me, right? Somebody out there right now is saying 3,000 people, I can't do that. I cannot sell to 3,000 people. There's no way possible. All right, cool. Well, a lot of us have taken part in different monthly subscriptions, right? Maybe it's uh, new shoes. Uh, maybe it's online course platform. Maybe it's, you know, labs as we're trying to go for a new certification. Whatever the case might be, we've all, generally speaking, most of us have signed up for some kind of subscription service, right? A lot of those range, you know, 20 to maybe $50 a month, maybe a little more, depending on what you get. So let's just use a $20 subscription as an example. So $20 a month, somebody's going to pay you, right? You just need 500 people to sign up for that and stay subscribed. And in the course of a year, you're going to have $120,000, right? So think about that. $20 a month, 500 people, that's $10,000 a month times the 12 months, there's $120,000. 500 people. You probably have 500 people in your LinkedIn contacts, honestly. Do you think you can get a good, a good amount of them to actually sign up for whatever you're selling? On a, on a $20 subscription, I mean, that's that's two times visiting Starbucks. Or if you go to Las Vegas, uh, like I did for the Black Hat Conference, that's like one thing, you know, one cup of coffee at Starbucks. $20 a month, that's really nothing, right? We don't, we don't look at that as a lot of money, at least here in the U.S., for most people. 500 people is all you need to sign up for that. Let's go a little higher in a price point for a second. Let's say we've got a $300 product, right? So maybe it's an online course. Maybe it's a, a grouping of courses. Maybe it's, you know, a whole package of books, whatever it is. Maybe it's private coaching, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching. $300 product, you sell it to 400 people, $120,000 in 12 months. You just have to sell to 400 people in 12 months. And if you break that into the months, it's not a lot of people each month. It's really not. It's very easy to do this stuff. Uh, and again, when I say easy, I mean that it's very attainable. It's not some foreign concept. It's not, oh my goodness, that's so much money. I can't, I can never make that. I can't do this. We live in a world where you can put stuff online and sell it. You can sell it through social media. You don't even have to have an advertising budget and you can make money. You can make this kind of money. You can even make more money. Some people do. All right. So a lot of people in America talk about being a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I see him on TV. Oh, I watch Shark Tank. I've got this next million dollar idea, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to talk about all that stuff, by the way. But let's just talk about a million dollars. How are we going to make that? Well, there's many ways to make it, and I'm not going to go into that in this podcast episode, but let's break down the math. Again, we're here to learn math. If you don't know math, we're just breaking this stuff down so our brain can actually process it and say, oh, huh, I can actually do that. So let's start off with a million dollars. All right, I've got a million dollar product, right? I'm going to sell it. It's going to be transactional, right? So if somebody buys from me and that's it. That's the end of the story. Let's pretend I'm not following up with them to sell them something else or anything. I sell my product for $200. I've got to sell to 5,000 people in 12 months. Very doable, right? Very doable with online methods to hit 5,000 people. Possibly tough locally, depending on where you live, to, to find 5,000 people that are going to buy your $200 product. But when you put it online, it's a lot easier to, to reach scale. $500 product. Sell it to 2,000 people in a year. $1,000 product. Only 1,000 people. A $2,000 product. I only have to sell it to 500 people. 
I sell a $4,000 product. I only have to sell it to 250 people. Let's say that, I, that I've really shown that I can make money online. So let's say I've already made this first million by selling these different products in over the course of 12 months. Now I can give consulting, right? Now I can come in there and do consulting. Now I charge 50 grand per consult. If I'm gonna come in there and show you how to do this in your company, I charge you $50,000. I just need to sell to two people. Two people, two businesses. That's it. I've got a hundred, I've got, uh, excuse me, I, uh, 10, no. Wrong math there, sorry. But you get the idea, that was only $100,000. But you, 10 times that, right? So I, I need 10, 10 businesses, 10 people. Uh, excuse me, 20. Terrible math now. <laughs> so 20 people, right? 20 businesses, 20 people. I sell a $50,000 product, I've got a million dollars. 20. That's it. Now it is challenging to sell something that expensive, right? F, especially if you have like no track record at all, like nobody's going to pay you for that. But it is easy to sell a $200 product, especially if you think about cybersecurity, people are going for certifications and stuff. Maybe you have a certification, maybe you can create a prep course on that, sell it for 200 bucks. There's probably 5,000 people over the course of a year globally that are going for that certification, sell it to them. Bam, you just made a million bucks. Pretty easy, right? So let's talk about with a subscription service because that's a little easier to go number one on volume and number two, get people to actually buy it, right? A lot of people are like, ah, $200, I don't know this person. I don't know if I want to spend that. Let's do it with a subscription service. So charge $17 a month for whatever it is. You only have to sell it to 5,000 people. 5,000 people have to subscribe to that. Again, we're not going to focus on the fact there's some churn and stuff with uh, subscription services where you want to factor in about 30% of people are going to churn. That way you can uh, make sure you're bringing in enough people into the offer. But I digress. 5,000 people pay you $17 a month for 12 months. You've got a million dollars. 2,000 people pay you $42 a month for 12 months. Million dollars. Just 1,000 people pay you $83 a month for 12 months, million dollars. 500 people pay you $157 a month, million bucks. 250 people pay you $333 a month for 12 months, and you have a million dollars. Just kind of let that sink in for a second. Were you thinking before you listened to this podcast that it was extremely difficult, like you couldn't do it? You're kind of curious, like, well, how's he, how's he going to break this down? It's very attainable. People are doing this stuff every single day. You have to put in the work, number one. There's, there's no question about that. You cannot sit on the couch and you're going to make millions of dollars overnight. It doesn't happen. In fact, it's a process. So I break this stuff down math-wise, but this is going to take you some time to figure out the recipe. And a lot of people out there may be like, oh, well, just give me the recipe. It doesn't work like that because I can tell you everything to do and you're not going to do it. And that's the problem, right? I've experienced that in the past. I've literally handed people i did this i did this as an experiment because i got tired of people getting excited oh yeah i'm gonna do this and they don't do anything right so what i did is i literally handed a step-by-step -step to making six figures step-by-step -step. i handed this to people i handed this to 10 people not a single one took action on it not a single one every single one a couple of them started out like oh yeah they filmed like one video for a course and that was it they did nothing after that Oh, I wanted to go hang with my friends on the weekends. Oh, my kids, my family. The, those are all excuses. Sorry. You know, make, some people may take offense to that, but those are excuses. If you want to make money and leave your job to open up freedom to then be able to spend more time with your family, you're going to have to sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice to get there. But the way I like to do it 
is something that I had seen a friend of mine do when he was doing physician assistant school. So he had a couple of kids, of course, you know, wife, and he sat his kids down and he said, look, dad's got to do this training for two years. It was the military's program, uh, the army's program. So dad's got to do this training, training for two years. And what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to sacrifice. So we're only going to have an hour each day that dad can be around you guys, spending time together. We can watch a movie, whatever the case might be. And it's going to be two years of that. But after that, we're going to be financially fine, essentially for the rest of our lives, right? So fortunately, his kids were older at the time and they, you know, they had been raised properly, so they understood this. So it was very taxing on the family, right? It, it was very difficult for them to do this because they were a family that always spent a lot of time together. But they worked together and he, of course, graduated PA school, went on to do great things as he's still doing in the military and of course, the kids are successful as well, and they were able to do that as a family. So what I want to mention there and why I brought that up is this has to be a family business decision. And when I say family business, I mean that your family unit or your unit of friends, like whoever you hang out with, if you're just like by yourself, this is a different, right? I'm talking about those people that have family out there that are immediately saying, well, what about my kids and stuff like that? Think of your family as a business, right? Your household is a business. And, and we'll digress for just a moment um, in just a minute and talk a little more about that. But think of your family business here. What you need to do is you need to sit down your, with your family and say, look, what I want to do is I want to replace my annual salary. And here's the numbers. You know, you've, you've broken down the math. You figure it out yourself. Don't just use my math. Break it down yourself and say, look, I figured out that if I create these products and I've decided that I'm going to create these different products and I'm going to price them at this point. I just have to sell to this number of people and I'll replace my annual salary. It's going to take sacrifice, right? It's going to take us missing some things. I maybe can't attend all the Joey's baseball games or whatever, but at the end of it, I'm essentially buying my freedom. And again, that's for people that are trying to get out of like corporate America, right? Some people want to stay in corporate America. They love it. That's fine. Use this concept on the other side of things, right? You're just trying to build up a secondary income stream that is equivalent to your annual salary. So if you get laid off, you've got your annual salary right there and you can continue living life. But for those people that want to break out and go into entrepreneurship and working for themselves and freeing up their time, this is a good approach, right? Break it down by math, sit down with your family, have a real conversation and say, look, these are, this is what I want to do and this is why. I want to replace my annual salary I don't want to do it through this method and here's the math and here's the products that I've thought through that I want to develop. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take a lot of hard work. You won't get to see me a lot in this period of time, but I put in this amount of time. If this works out, which you should, assuming you're doing the right things, if this works out, we can go on those vacations we always dreamed of. I can be home more. I can go to every single game that Joey has because I've bought my freedom. So just kind of let that sink in for a minute. That's the best approach to take with this. Don't just like start doing this and then tell your, your you know, wife and children, like, I'm trying to do something. You know, <laughs> don't, don't yell out like that. Make this an actual family decision. It has to be. Everyone has to be involved in this and, and be supportive of you. So I mentioned digression into the family business angle that I was talking about. 
So let's use the financial aspect here. I want to talk about finances again in another concept with the family business angle because a lot of people in America, as I mentioned, are living paycheck to paycheck. Every single decision you make with your finances, your personal finances, needs to be thought of as a business. So, hey, I want to get a new purse. Cool. Will that purse bring you value in five or ten years? But maybe, right? Maybe you use purses a lot and you use them until they you know, fall apart. All right, cool. I want that new car. Okay, great. If this was your business, would you buy that new vehicle or would you buy a really quality used one? And thinking again, you know, it depends. Maybe you're an Uber driver, right? Maybe you're a Lyft driver and that's your business. That's your bread and butter. So you want a very quality, you want a high quality vehicle. So you buy the brand new car. Cool. If that's your plan for five or 10 years out is to still be an Uber or Lyft driver, right? But maybe it's not. Maybe this is just a temporary thing as you kind of fund your other business. Cool. Maybe you should consider buying that quality used car. That way you're not spending all your money and automatically having a depreciating asset. So every single financial decision you make as in your personal finances should be thought of from a business angle. Like, how is this thing going to benefit me in five or 10 years? Not, ooh, I want this right now. And in fact, something I've implemented many, many years ago was what I call the, the rule of 48. And the rule of 48 is very simple. As the name implies, it's related to the number 48. And I'm talking about waiting 48 hours. So anything that you're like, ooh, I want that. Take a step back, wait 48 hours. And if you still want it, then think through, is this a good business decision, right? So for my family business, is this a good decision? Maybe it's a great deal. Maybe it's an awesome deal on, you know, that new outfit or something. Great. Wait 48 hours. Do you still want it? Well, hey, I'm going to miss the deal if I wait 48 hours. Not really. If you, if you know anything about retail, you know they just mark stuff up and discount it and give you a percentage. And it's literally like the same price as three weeks ago when you were in the store. So don't fall for that type of stuff. That's just, you know, creating a sense of urgency and stuff to make you purchase. Take a step back. Think about, do I really need this? And is this a long-term investment, right? Maybe buying a new suit is a long-term investment. Maybe you're trying to get a better job. Maybe you're trying to uh, help yourself feel better when you wear. I know when I, I dress very well, I always feel a little, you know, a little better, a little nicer, that sort of stuff than if I just wear like a t-shirt and jeans. But that's just me, right? I grew up extremely poor. And so for me, wearing a, a very nice, high-quality suit, a uh, custom suit, really makes me feel good. But maybe if I grew up with some money, I wouldn't have, you know, that would have been a normal thing for me. And I wouldn't have had that sensation of like, oh, man, this is great. So it really kind of depends on you. But take a step back, use the rule of 48, pause, say, wait a minute, do I really need this? Is this a good long-term investment? What I see is a lot of people that I talk to that are that are living paycheck to paycheck, to paycheck they spend a lot of money. They don't track their money. They don't really track it. You know, they track, okay, we paid the mortgage, we paid the car payment or whatever. And then they're also trying to impress their neighbors, right? Their neighbor just got a boat. Well, I need a boat now. Let's, you know, I want to show Billy that we can go fishing in my boat, right? Don't do all that. You need to think instead of, it, there's two mindsets in America. A lot of people have the mindset of rich and you need the mindset of wealth. So rich doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't. You can make a million dollars a year and still be broke because you're rich, right? You're spending more than you're actually bringing in or you're spending too much of what you bring in to where you can't actually live the life that you want to live. Wealth is a different vision. Wealth is a different idea. 
Wealth means that, okay, there may be some things that I have to sacrifice on, right? Uh, as an example, I drive a Toyota SUV. I do it, number one, I like the color of it and I like Toyotas, but also because it gets great gas mileage. And I didn't buy it brand new. I bought it a year out from, you know, when it was brand new uh, back, back several years ago. And I did that. Of course, I I like the color. I really like the color. It's a blue uh, SUV, but uh, I really like the color of it. I like the gas mileage. I've always liked Toyotas. I've had great experiences with them. And I don't need, I'm not a car person in the aspect of I need a Maserati. I need a Lamborghini. I need a Ferrari. So those aren't things that I would want to buy. Now, some people like those things. Some people want to get those things. But what I would say is focus on your wealth first, right? Don't just go out and buy a Ferrari because you have the money for it. Don't buy that Lamborghini just because you have the money now for it. Do you really have the money? Are you able to put down the money on that vehicle, buy it, and not worry about going to work tomorrow? Are you able to not have to go into your business tomorrow? Can you shut down shop? Go buy the Ferrari and still just go enjoy your life and have millions and millions and millions of dollars to, to chill with? If the answer is no, you can't afford that Ferrari. Bottom line. If you can't go into a Ferrari dealership and not even hesitate and not even think of the price and just say, yeah, I want that. If you can't actually go in there, if you don't have that much freedom of money that you can't just walk in there and do that, then you're not wealthy in that concept, right? You don't have the money for it. So buy something else, buy something lower cost, focus on your wealth. You need to be able to think 30, 40, 50 years out. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about, ooh, I want a flashy car. Focus on your wealth. That way it doesn't matter how much you actually make, right? I know people that are wealthy in their own, you know, their own uh, lifestyle. So they like sort of simple things in life. So they only make like 30,000 a year, 40,000 a year, but they're wealthy because they're smart with their money. They don't need to take a lot of trips. They don't need, you know, a fancy car. They don't need all these things. So they're able to be wealthy and have freedom of time, freedom of money while still just making that amount that many of us would be like, oh, I can't even live on that. I know other people that are making two, $300,000 a year that are flat broke, that are struggling paycheck to paycheck because they're trying to buy the fancy car. They're trying to live a fancy lifestyle and they don't actually have the money for that. They haven't taken the time to do any saving. They haven't focused on their wealth. So focus on your wealth building. A great book that I love to reread all the time is called The Richest Man in Babylon. You might have heard people talking about that. You'll hear successful people or gurus that are selling you stuff through Facebook ads. You'll hear different people talking about this particular book. If you've never read it, go read it. If you have read it and you haven't read it in a while, go read it again. Simple concepts in there that are applicable, but these are literally the concepts that wealthy people use. There's some other things in there, right? Saving tax money, et cetera, but that's, that's for a later conversation. What I'm talking about is wealth that you can start using, doing today, right? Wealth, build, wealth building that you can start doing today. So go get that book if you don't already have it. It's, it's very low cost. I think it's maybe $10 or so on Amazon. Very, very low cost. You could probably grab a used copy for a couple of dollars. It's very valuable. Just read through it and focus on the, the monetary concepts it's teaching you about how to save, et cetera, how doing certain actions in the universe will bring more prosperity to you. So again, this episode was a little different than I normally do. And I just really wanted to kind of push this out there about finances. I think it's one of those hush hush topics. People don't 
necessarily talk about. Like I, I get people private messaging me, but it's not something I see a lot of posts on, aside from people trying to sell you some product on it. But for the most part, it's not something talked about, right? We talk about all these data breaches, all this stuff, but we don't talk about personal finances. We don't talk about long-term strategy. We don't talk about wealth building. We don't talk about how easy it is to actually break down the math on making a certain amount of money and how easy it is on us to put that thing or that product, whatever it is, online and reach people on a global scale. It's so simple to use the internet now to make money. It, you just have to be willing to put in the work and, and do the ask, right? Like, hey, buy my stuff. It's, it's, sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes you'll have customers chasing you down that you didn't even know about, right? You didn't even think of. And they're like, hey, I want to buy this from you. You know, can you create this? Can you sell me this? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give right? It's, it's really that simple. So for those people out there, I'm, I'm filming this particular episode on a Sunday. There's probably a lot of people out there going to work on Monday. A lot of people saying, man, I've got to go to a job I hate because my finances aren't in order because I don't have the savings or whatever. And I want to encourage you today, number one, like I said, go grab the richest man in Babylon. It'll be one of the best investments you'll ever make in your entire life. And then also figure out how much money you need to leave your current employer. You probably don't need a whole year's worth of savings up front. You probably just need three or six months, right? And if you don't have that right now, say, okay, how much do I make each paycheck? You know, what's, what's my gross each month? Let me break that down in the formulas here of, okay, here's the amount I need each month. Let me break that down and sell. Okay, what if I have a $20 product? How many people do I need to buy that, et cetera, et cetera, right? So just break that down. That's what I want you to encourage you to do right now. Uh, if you're at work right now listening to this, maybe do it when you get home, but do it today in some capacity. Once you break it down, it becomes easier to obtain. Then your mind starts thinking, okay, well, all right, well, here's the numbers. I don't have a choice now you know, this person's already broken down the numbers for me. So let me start thinking through like, how can I actually go ahead and implement this and get this person this money? It really, really, really is that simple. Again, it takes a lot of hard work to actually get it going and get the money coming in. But if you think about it, and a lot of people don't do this, and it's, it just really shocks me. If you put in like, let's say two to five years of hard work on something like this, and you're building all these passive income streams up or these relatively passive income streams up, and then you've got other people, most people, what they want to do is they want to spend 40 or 50 years in a job, having really no guarantee of financial freedom, possibly when you're at the executive level and you have a severance package. But for the most part, most people don't have that golden handshake. And so you're going to spend 40 to 50 years bouncing around different jobs through layoffs or, hey, this job is going to pay me, you know, 10 grand more a year. Let me go ahead over there. But you're basically going to be bouncing around and, and unless you're smart with the finances, you'll never have real financial freedom. But you could put in three or four years or, you know, five years of hard work at something like this, build up passive income streams. And maybe in three years, you're like, I really hate cybersecurity. I want to leave that industry. I'm so tired of data breaches all the time. I get blamed for stuff. But the executives that I keep pitching to saying, hey, we need to do this stuff better. They don't get blamed for everything. In fact, they get bonuses whenever there's a breach and I just get fired. If you get tired of that, stuff or your situation, this type of thing allows you to escape. It allows you freedom. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. I, it's a little longer than usual. I really just want to bring this up. You know, I get, I get a lot of people that have financial troubles right now. And for me, I think number one, as a cybersecurity industry practitioner, 
it becomes easier to do your job when you don't have to worry about money, right? When you're not worried about the finances and everything like that, you can just go in there and be a better practitioner. You can learn more. You can take the time you need to learn. You can do all these things. When you're worried about how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to pay my mortgage? You start focusing on that and you focus less on actually doing a quality job. So again, I just really wanted to share this information. To me, this is common sense, but it's because I've been doing it for so long. For some people, this is brand new. The biggest thing is taking action. So as I mentioned, the one thing I want you to do today, I want you to figure out how much money you would leave, need to leave your job. I don't want you, you may not want to leave your job. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is I want you to figure out the financial numbers. And if you don't know those numbers, you need to figure them out. So figure out, number one, how much gross do you make each month? And then figure out about six to 12 months worth of salary. That's, you know, if you look online, that's generally speaking what you would want to have saved, especially if you get caught up in a layoff or something like that, right? So six to 12 months salary, that's what your calculation should be. And then from there, take that lump sum, so that gross amount. Don't worry about taxes or anything. Just take that lump sum and then do your calculations. All right, how, for a $20 product, how many people do I have to sell that product to to get this number, right? How many people do I have to sell a $100 product? What about a $20 a month subscription? How many people do I need for that? Break them down. When you write that stuff down and you break it down like that, put it someplace you can see it every single day. So when you get up in the morning to maybe shave for the guys or gals out there, you see it, right? Put it by your bed. Put it someplace that you're going to see it every day. So you say, yeah, yeah, all I have to do is I, I need to get 10 people today to buy my thing and then I've, I'm hitting my numbers that I need to, right? So I encourage you today, Go do that. Give financial freedom in your life if you don't have it already. It really makes a difference. It allows you to really expand your mind and do a lot of different things that if you're struggling with your finances, you can't necessarily do. So again, this was a little longer than usual, but I hope that this information was beneficial for somebody out there.